2: on DallasCowboys.com. We
1: were on the break!
2: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, May 12th, 2021 season 16 episode number 109. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're presented by GEICO. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to catch up On some draft talk that we didn't finish last week. We were going through the different positions and talking about uh, the veterans on this team that will be battling this training camp in order to even make the team. We'll do that. Uh, We have, uh, I think we've got four or five positions still left to do there. But before we get into that, uh, we're going to talk about the schedule. Tonight, the Cowboys will get their, or will release their official 2021 schedule. It will be released on NFL Network at 7 p.m. Prior to that, actually, at 6.45 p.m., Nick, Dave, and Rob, our very own Nick, Dave, and Rob, will be on live here On the normal channels where you listen to DallasCowboys.com, Cowboys Mobile Connected TV, everywhere And uh, they'll be talking about the schedule And they will be releasing the Cowboys Schedule before the NFL show Uh, And then you can go to the NFL show to get more Reaction and see the the schedules from all The teams uh, all there together So, before we uh, I guess get deep into our draft Talk, let's talk about what we know about the Schedule at this point. This morning we released The fact that the Cowboys will be opening the season They'll be actually opening the entire NFL season Thursday night uh that'll be September 9th against the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dave you told me before we came went on the air that you're like we could take a whole segment to talk about that because that's a juicy matchup so
1: go if we wanted to we could we don't have to but I mean it's funny there aren't many things I hate more than the way the NFL handles the schedule release I just think it's Overdone and needless, and just give me a PDF with the games. I I don't. I mean, I get it because they want to dominate the news cycle and make money, but I hate it. Having said that, all this is of, fun. Well, all of that, like <laughs> literally, I I all of that went out the window when I heard it was Cowboys Bucks to open the because se- this it's amazing. It's the best season opener that I've been a part of in my time covering, and even you know they try to get a juicy game for this, but it's hard to top this. I mean. The Super Bowl champs who didn't lose a starter. The best quarterback ever. Dak Prescott in his first game back from his injury and his contract. Offensive line's going to be back healthy. Oh, by the way, the new defensive... So think. Yeah, I was going to say, well, please, please, No, they, please. No, I'm not putting that juju out in the air. They'll be back. <laughs> and against that pass rush, they need to be back. No doubt. Uh, Dan Quinn came from the NFC South, so he's got a lot of familiarity with the Bucks and some with Tom Brady. There's just storylines all over the place, and I mean... If it doesn't shatter some sort of record for viewers, I'll be shocked. And what were your thoughts when you heard this was going to be the opener?
0: What a great start. I mean, this can either go really well or really, really bad. And, (laughs) you know, it's like one of those where you know you don't have enough time to kind of warm up, you know, the first few games of the season, kind of get a good feel of what the team is like. It's like, nope. Here it is. Here's your first game. Let's see. Let's see if you can survive. If your defense can survive, and that's my biggest. Uh, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is just kind of seeing what this defense becomes and what they can do in that first game.
3: Nick, I mean, I think it's it's a great matchup, you know. And I think it's just funny. And I've seen some tweets. I know like Rob Phillips tweeted it out. Like, remember when everyone was making a big deal about. <laughs> oh the Cowboys got flexed out of a game. That's because they were bad. Yeah. I mean they were they were bad. It wasn't because of the stars because their team was was bad. The team they were playing was was bad too. But um no, they they still have draw and 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 Tampa didn't have a lot of games on the schedule that you could say you know, I know the Bills fans think that they should have been in here, but it's a great matchup. We've seen it before. Um, it's been what eight, nine years ago we saw it, and it was a Wednesday night game actually. But the Cowboys beat the Giants that that game, and so um, it'll be fun. But like like they said, it'll be a great matchup because they don't lose anyone tampa gets all 22 guys back they have a great coach they have the best quarterback of all time and they figured it out last year they were, they were dominating but i mean they got By better and better, yeah. and better and yeah. better as the season went on so you know we'll see if they continue that success you know and
0: their team hasn't changed much right they
3: got everybody yeah, they back they brought at back all. pretty much everything <laughs> so No so one. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's that is so rare in it, today's I nfl i don't think it's happened in the salary cap era no and yeah. it's and it all you know it's it starts with having a great quarterback that people want to play with you want to play with this guy those yeah. all of those guys could make more money brady included could make more money uh, but they choose not to and and that is what's really rare is that they're 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 trying to win a championship and so that's dangerous and then you put a coach on top of that that kind of, he gets it he does he, they're 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 the favorites again because they haven't lost anything.
1: And I love – like, I hope Bills fans are mad because they can be mad all they want and they'll still be wrong. Like, they're a better team than the Cowboys. Doesn't sure. yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. And that's the beauty. of it. And, yeah, guess what? NFL, they were a 6-10 and team. And the records are going to be absurd because – They'll be they'll be healthy. Their star power will be back. They have a very good chance to win their division. Maybe more so because their division is bad. But whatever, nobody cares about that. The Patriots won a bad division for 15 years, wow. and uh, it's it's just I I love it. I you know just as many pe- like people are going to tune in because they love the Cowboys, and people are going to tune in because they want to dunk on the Cowboys, and that's just the nature of the beast. So and Tom well, Brady is equally polarized. Oh, for yeah, it's yeah. it is it's like. The two, like the franchise and the player that are most beloved and most be beha- mo- hated. That's not I a like word. I like that.
3: I like that. At the same behated. time, yeah.
1: like so many people love Tom Brady and just as many want to see him fail. And the same thing goes for the Cowboys. And it's just a match made in heaven. Well,
3: yeah. and I know that the rules are changing so much about, um, you know, lately on the TVs, you know, rights and who gets what game. But I'm sure CBS played a big factor into this as well because they don't want now they only get tom brady two times um with, with, with cbs games when the when the bucks are playing at an afc team so uh i'm sorry uh, hosting an afc team so they they probably didn't want nbc to take one of them you know um when the cowboys though i mean yeah. the, the Cow- that game was either going to be on fox or in nbc so
2: yeah. I mean, you guys have thrown out a lot of the different storylines that are in this game. What do you think is the juiciest? If you had to identify one that you think is the best storyline going into this game, there's only, what is it?
3: There's only one, right? Is there? What do you think it is? Dak versus Brady. Um Is it not? I, There's my, lots. Okay. I mean, okay. they just rolled them all out. There's like twenty. I, I think That's
2: a I, ton of stories. No, I
3: think that coming back and you know, like they the Cowboys committed to him and said, all right, here you're the guy and you know you know we saw what this team was without him and that they need him and then, you know, Brady is playing until he's sixty. I mean, like just <laughs> The two of them together, I think. I think that's the appealing matchup. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's more. You guys could probably come up with five more.
1: Well, I'll just it's a different iteration of the same thing. I mean, it's it's not really Dak versus Brady. That that's not what it is. And that the biggest thing for me is the three most important players to what to the Cowboys being successful. Dak Prescott, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins coming back and playing the strength of this Bucks team. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Brady's great. He's not. He, I mean, he didn't. That's that's not why they won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl because of this ferocious defense. JPP, Kinsu, Vita Vea. They spent a first-round pick on a pass rusher. Devin White and um, Levante David. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on. And just getting dropped into that on in front of the whole world on night one, like, oh, welcome back. Congrats on all the money. Go beat the best. Do it now. And if you don't, everybody's going to be pissed. That's... That's just fascinating to me. Which, I mean, Tom Brady's a part of that, but that's what I want to see.
0: yeah Well, f- for me, I think it's so hard to get a full idea because, again, we're trying to get a good grasp of this coaching staff and what they can do. And what, and what, Right now, you know, we can talk about, oh, Dak versus Brady or whatever. N- no, it's Cowboys versus basically Brady, how I see it, because we've seen it in the past. Even with Tyron and Lael in there, the line working well, Dak healthy and throwing the ball well, there are times that they still get beat. They, they start games slow and it takes them a, a while and then the defense is not pulling their weight. So again, it's just it's going to take more than just Dak and those two guys on the line for them to be able to have a successful game. We, we definitely need to see so much improvement from the defensive side of the ball because the offense is going to need all the help they can get especially in a game like that. So it's just so many different elements that just need to come together other than just hope that Dak is healthy, he's able to throw the ball, maybe Zeke is able to run the ball very well with the O-line healthy in there. So it's just... It's very, very hard to just put every single piece together and really have a visual that it, they, they can make it happen in the first game of the season, especially when history has shown that, I mean, at least from my experience, sometimes it, it just, it takes them a, a while, especially after last year, you know, it took them a while to kind of get things moving um, compared from the beginning of the season towards the end of the season, despite Dak not being available. But it's just, there's so many different elements in there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch for sure. But I'm scared. I'm gonna say it. I am scared.
2: Uh, I'll say this. I actually think this game is I think it will be billed after it's done. It will be build billed as somewhat of a referendum on who the Cowboys are. Because I think there are people that are giving the Cowboys at least some Leeway that last year was an aberration based upon the fact that Dak went down so early in the season, based upon the fact they didn't have the tackles the vast majority of the season. And so we really didn't get to see this new offense with you know Mike McCarthy and his staff coming in and with you know the addition of C D Lamb. There were all these things everybody was excited about. Dave, you guys started it before the draft last year, talking about Team Forty Burger, and I think everybody was expecting to see that and then you get into the season and you don't have some of the key elements. If you have those key elements this, this year and you open this game against the Super Bowl defending champs, if you win that, I think there will be a lot of people saying, this is the Dallas Cowboys that should have been here last year. We just didn't get to see them because the players weren't there. If they lose, I think there will be a lot of people that will be saying, Dallas Cowboys are still just the Dallas Cowboys, so I don't necessarily, I'm not buying the idea that losing those players is that much of a difference. And by the way, that's just people and that's just the media and that's just how it will be built, but I actually think that will be the conversation as
1: of Monday following or Friday following that game. I think that's as fair as it could ever be, though. I mean, you know, and one game never makes a season, especially not the season opener. I get that, but this is the team that just won the Super Bowl. This is the team. It's all 22 of them. If you can beat them, probably means that you're capable I mean you're capable of beating anybody if you can beat the reigning champs that didn't lose anyone and if you don't beat them then you're probably not ready for primetime doesn't mean you can't get there over the course of the season but you know it reminds me of 2019 they just they beat up on all those bad teams to open the season and everybody was like big deal it was Miami New York and Washington like this is nothing like show, show me something well we're going to see something real quick this year and that's really exciting
3: yeah i i I'm not there to say that. Oh, whatever I mean, if they if they beat the Bucks, obviously you're going to put them in a in a better you know category. But if they lose, I don't know what that tells you. I mean, how do they lose? What's the game? You know, I'm not going to sit here and have another argument with Nate Newton about moral victories and stuff like that. But I mean, I as I always say, and I don't know what the schedule looks like, but I always say week two is is my big indicator. Week two is the game that, that I, I try to figure out what they're going to be. Are you going to be a team that, that can come back off a great win, you know, and and and, and capitalize, or are you going to be a team that gets buried now that you're 0-1 and now you're 0-2? So I always look at that second game don't know what it is though.
2: Yeah, we will unveil that at 6:45 p.m. tonight. Dave know. stop laughing. I don't we will, no, I we'll, don't know
3: either. We, we will unveil that tonight at 6:45. So I'm
2: Twitter, not the only person in this room that knows the the scheduling. You guys I mean,
3: need. I can piece it together I from my Twitter feed. I 1, 3, 8, 8, 9, I, 13, 15, 16 and 18. You think I don't you know.
1: Yeah, people no, thank you do. People people are like somebody somebody last night was like, "Come on Dave, you're you're on the inside. Tell us." I was like, first of all, <laughs> LOL that you think I'm that important. And two, I would get fired with a quickness if I did that. Like, come on, use oh, your yeah. brain Everybody bit. in this building that knows, yeah. they've
2: been threatened as far as their job and their life. So, yeah. you know, it's not really no, worth putting I, it out there. I haven't yeah.
3: really been trying to get it. I don't, I don't uh, really right. want you it. You
2: almost don't want it. You don't even want to be in the, on that list. Okay, so here's the deal. What we do know, and we've been knowing this for a while, we know the Cowboys opponents. We know which ones they're going to have at home. We know which ones they're going to have on the road. I'm going to run down some team names for you because honestly, it's really the road games that I think are where the Cowboys' challenges are. You look at their home schedule; obviously, they got the division, but then they got Carolina, Denver, Atlanta, Arizona, and Las Vegas. None of those teams are really scary. Like some of them, yes, you know, you can look at the mm. at the Chargers and and you can look at the Raiders and those teams. They can get you know they they have some pieces, right? But it's the road teams that I think the Cowboys are really going to have to contend with. You got the three division teams, and then you got Tampa Bay, you got New Orleans, you got New England, you got Kansas City, you got the Chargers, and you got uh, Minnesota. All those teams on the road. Which of those games do you think is going to be the most interesting matchup
1: for you as far as how you look at it? I mean, it's so unoriginal and boring. But I mean, how could it not be the Chiefs? Obviously, I mean they they're playing both of the Super Bowl teams this year, and maybe I'm stupid. I I would pick the Chiefs to beat the Bucks, all over again. Like yeah. I think that was way more. They play nine
2: out of if they played ten games, I think
1: they'd win eight out of ten of them. I think if personally. their offensive line is healthy. Yeah. I mean they were so compromised in that game. Yeah, I mean I think. And by the way just completely did a master class on how quickly you can turn your roster over if you know what you're doing because their offensive line looks terrifying <laughs> like in a good way. And they just rebuilt it in, in one off 45 minutes. Yeah. Just unbelievable. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, they're the team to beat in the entire league as far as I'm concerned and I, it's the first time Dak will ever play Mahomes so that's where it starts for me. Yep. Amber?
0: This is a tough... I can't answer this question because I feel like each of those games is interesting in their own way and right now i'm having to base it on a matchup against a team that and i hate to say it because this is my job and we work here but i just i really have no idea what the cowboys are going to look like at the beginning of the season i mean we i don't know if any of you guys do we we think we know we think what we can expect there are some things we can expect and, and hope to happen but none of that is for sure or certain. So it's just, it's very, very hard. But all of those matches, I mean, you say we just talked about Tampa. Uh, obviously, that's going to be really fun and interesting. Uh, New England, that with the changes they've done in the offseason and, and free agency and all that, I'm very curious to see just how that team is going to look like and perform. Then you got the Chiefs for obvious reasons, just like Dave says. everyone, I feel like everyone wants to see the Chiefs playing just because of Mahomes and how they've been doing these past two years. But then New Orleans, we always talk about that stadium and have the energy. Just the energy in that stadium is very chaotic and... and energetic and everything so it's exciting I I really I don't know I'll, I'll be watching all of them for yeah. sure, so I can't choose one of them. I think they they are all very interesting.
3: Nick, you ready to throw Minnesota. some beads or Minnesota, Minnesota, that's the that's the
2: game. That that's I the pick. game that's most interesting. to You,
3: yeah. Well, oh, I wasn't gonna go down the list like and everyone. They're all tough. Yeah. They all look scary in their own way. But I'll go with Minnesota because if they get back to if it gets back to uh, you know the crowd, they beat Minnesota last year with and you could hear a pin drop in there. It was mm-hmm. it was weird, and uh, I don't think that'll be the case this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they need a lot of people in Minnesota to make that place loud. Uh, they're the team that seems to be the, the most similar to the Cowboys as far as record and where they are, and that's an NFC up And game. they're up and down. Up and down. Too, right? You know that They're, they're going to be tough. That's a game that I think that's one of those swing games where you're like, if you can go win that, that might help you in a tiebreaker down the road or something like that. And also maybe tell you kind of where you are. Are you a little bit better than something because we know the division games are tough and all those other games that y'all mentioned. I mean, they got great coaches or great quarterbacks or 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 both. Or both yeah, like Kansas City. Um, so I just I just picked Minnesota. I mean, they're all going to be tough.
2: I'll tell you this: the two that are most interesting to me are New England and New Orleans, mainly because these are two teams that you ask that you see them on your schedule two years ago, and you're immediately like. Likelihood you get a win there ain't that good, uh, especially if you're having to go to their place to play those games. Now you don't really know what either of those teams are like. Last year the 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 Patriots for the first time in a long time weren't very good. Now of course they had eight guys that opted out, so that took it right off. They lost their quarterback that they'd had forever, um, and and so there were a lot there were a lot of changes. But as you talked about earlier, uh, of, of coaches like they got one of the best. If Figure not the best, yeah. so you give him two years, maybe he figures it out. New Orleans, for the first time in who knows how long, we will not see Drew Brees run out of the tunnel Fif- in fifteen
1: years. Yeah, so
2: so it, like that matters, right? And and I don't know, is it going to be Jameis Winston or who, who knows who's going to be their their starting quarterback by the time the Cowboys get to them? But the point is, those two teams to me, those are games I'm really interested in because I don't know if you told me right now start picking the the schedule. Even though that's a crapshoot, with those two teams, it's really a crapshoot because you just don't know didn't we, who they are.
3: Didn't we go up there and or down there, or whatever, and they lost to? Didn't Bridgewater start that game? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's Sean Payton is an unbelievable coach, he and he's got a great system, and they 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 figured out, and obviously they'll take a drop off it without being Drew, you know Drew Brees, but he'll have it figured out.
1: I mean, that's still again 1 to 22 you'd have to say still one of the best rosters in the NFL All the, but yeah. the quarterback Their is The defense is is by itself yeah. really really Quarterbacks good. Yeah. a huge I mean, part of that
3: though. When that game those two games when they are in the schedule is Madness. really important. I agree. Uh I wish I knew that. But I think um, if it's if it's <laughs> later on Come here. if it's later on okay is it later?
2: <laughs> I'm not going to tell okay. you that.
3: Because um, if it's week one or two, like that might be one thing. But if it's down the road a little bit, I think I think you know Sean Payton they'll have it kind of figured out. And then also with New England, you know we've seen weather can be a factor there. Yeah, with the um, rain and wind, just they lost a game. Up you,
2: there. you know, would be interesting is if you were mentioning earlier, you're talking about week two and that, what, that's what matters to you coming off a, a Tampa Bay game. It would be interesting if you got one of those two teams as a week two because yeah. then you, uh, you really don't know. Like You could be in a situation if they're really good, if they've been
3: tra- good as they've been traditionally where you've got those two matchups. It won't be. Or not. It right? won't be because they already have – because they're already going on the road in week one. Surely they're not going to put them on the road in week <laughs> one and two. Um, even though it has happened before, I'm say we've yeah. done that I somewhat say, recently. Before. That 2011, before. we went coast to coast, Jets and 49ers in week one and two. Yeah. Um, so who knows? It that that screams Giants at home week two, doesn't it? We will see. Okay, we'll I'm just seeing. which and we talked so about
0: dumb. Dumb. <laughs> why are <laughs> you messing with us No, he loves, loves it don't he, he loves, loves,
2: it. Guys he don't. loves <laughs> being we'll in the see. know Shut we'll up. see 6.45 tonight central oh time Nick Dave and Rob they will let you guys know exactly and I will tell them like 15 minutes before, before they go on the air I will tell them exactly who's playing who and what dates and times and the whole nine.
1: at the end of the day like we talked about this before the show like yeah. in term like it's dumb it's dumb because we did this last year like Oh my God! They're gonna play so and <laughs> right. so in November. Oh, Dak's gone, and so is the whole line. Cool. Then what? Like, what do we even waste our yeah. time for? But yeah. what makes it fun is just you know, and you know, we'll have to see how everything plans out with with COVID. But like. If you're a football fan, this is you plan your fall now. Like you're yeah. like it becomes real. You're like, oh, I can make it to this game that's close to me, or I can oh, run this race. My cousin, yeah. and mm-hmm. so that's where my brain goes for <laughs> I sure. Know, right? Yeah. yeah. My cousin lives in that city, and like, I bet we can get tickets. Or like, okay. Cowboys are off, so I can plan this vacation without missing a game. Like that's what makes it fun—is yeah. like your your the life rest of your life comes can into take focus. shape. Yeah. yeah, so that's what's cool.
2: All right, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we're gonna jump into more of this draft talk. There were some positions that we wanted to go through and talk about some veterans. We've the Cowboys have made it clear they are looking for young guys to take vets positions. We're gonna go through those positions and tell you what vets we think should be worried or should come to camp ready to go this year. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
1: It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John
2: Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work.
1: The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Since
0: 1865, Stetson hats are American made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
1: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com
3: or at stetson.com. Back to the break. Dallas Cowboys football and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Dance youth camps are back this summer for athletes and dancers of all skill levels. Two- and three-day camps are available at AT&T Stadium and the Star in Frisco. Spots are limited. Register today at dallascowboys.com slash academy.
2: Welcome back. This is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage it's the final segment. No, I'm sorry. Second.
1: segment. I was like, did we? I mean, am you I? He looked in a at me and I was like, oh, what, did I, say, like, what did I
2: say? What I say? What I say? Okay. No, sorry. this is the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. You listen. To uh, that? We're presented by Geico. <laughs>
0: sorry.
2: <laughs> um, so we, we we started a conversation last week about draft, um, and we were talking about the veter- the the rookies that were coming in, and I'd mentioned that Stephen Jones was very. Adamant, because he said it a couple times during his during the post draft press conference that they are very hopeful that that there are more guys that they can bring in, young guys they can bring in as draft picks, who can can take some of the the spots of some of the higher priced veterans uh, or just veterans in general. Because that that is a way to manage your salary cap, and it's an effective way to, mel- to 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 manage your salary cap. And so we started going through the list. And last week we talked about the linebacker position. We talked about the cornerback position because we were talking about Michael Parsons and Kelvin Joseph, the first two picks for the Cowboys. But today I wanted to pick up that conversation at the defensive tackle spot. Osi, I'm sorry, Osa Odigizua. Odigizua is that right? O-dig-izua? And Odigizua? Odigizua. Odigizua, however you want to okay. say it. Odigizua. Yeah. Um, he was a third pick, third round pick from UCLA. Um, and so let's look at the defensive tackle position. Antoine Woods obviously was waived last week. Uh, he has since signed with the Colts, I think it is. Uh, But the Cowboys have left Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill, two relatively young guys, um, and guys that the Cowboys will be counting on quite a bit this year. Um, And then you've got Justin Hamilton, Carlos Watkins, or did Watkins
1: also get away? No, he's still here. He's still here.
2: Okay, and then you've got um, uh, draft picks Quentin uh, Bohanna, and uh, and then Odigizua and uh, Brent Urban. So talk to me about who the veterans are that you think
3: uh could possibly be at risk here once we get to uh the season. Well Watkins doesn't have to make the team. I mean, I mean that was kind of a placeholder thing. I mean I, I think that they obviously like him, but he didn't have a great run there in Houston. So, you know, I mean I'm sure they will they'll go with the younger guys um over him. And you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't forget about uh Golston. Chauncey Golston he plays some on the inside as well, especially in third down a pass rushing situation, so um, you know I, I think it's kind of all there on on the table, um, and figure out how how they want to you know put him in there. But I um, mean, you know, Odigizu is going to have a going to have a role because he he is that classic three technique that he can he'll stop the run, and and he also has got some juice to get up the field. I think the interesting, which
1: the two that come to mind are Antoine, who's already gone, and then Carlos Watkins for sure. And I think if you're just following the money, I think you could throw Brent Urban into that conversation just purely because it's not a huge investment. But that's one of those things if you follow this long enough... There's guys that are like, oh, we can cut him, and then there's guys where they're like, no, he's our starting one technique. Like, why would we fight? Like, why would we cut him? And I don't know that he will be, but I just, I wonder if like their plan for Brent Urban is bigger on the inside than it would seem from the outside. If that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Because if you just look at the roster, there's only there's only like two like true one technique type of dudes, and it's Quentin Bohanna who just got here and Brent Urban. And it's, I, like, I know Neville Gallimore could do it. I thought Urban was in it.
3: I gotta look at it. I
1: thought Urban was a defensive end. He's played end before, but he played Chicago at defensive tackle last right year. Right on the, right
3: on the, the not nose. like
1: as a as a yeah. as a run stuff. Yeah, I mean his his run stopping grade for from PFF, which I know they're not everything, but he was like top ten in the league in run stopping rate. That's my point. Is like he has a very specific role. He's not here to rush the passer. I'm looking He's at like is he like six, six, seven, seven three hundred pounds. I
2: just that's why I have a hard time thinking of him as a one technique. I've, I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen a one. Technique that tall.
1: Yeah, me either. Quentin Bohan is six four or six three well, that's six four six seven though, right? Yeah. That's significantly different. I mean, six, he can seven. play. He can play some end. And so, I guess nobody should be surprised where he winds up lining. But again, if you're just doing the math, think about the ends that are here. I mean, you got Tank, you got uh, Randy, you got Terrell Basham, you got Dorrance Armstrong. Now you're adding Chauncey Golston. Like again, like you're trying to do the math, figure out where how you're going to get time. I just think. If I had to guess today, I think Urban's your starting one technique.
2: Where I where I would see that maybe playing out is I could see him being your, I guess for lack of a better way to put it, your one technique when you're got a four man front in passing downs. Yeah, I personally think on first second down, I actually think Bohanna's probably going to end up making this team and may end up being your starter. Because I just don't think they got anybody else like him.
1: I refuse to put a sixth round pick into the starting lineup before he's done anything. But I, get it. I don't necessarily. I, get it. I don't think you're crazy, but I. I'm yeah. not, but those kind I, of guys traditionally are going to go later
2: in the draft, though, right? Like, well, sixth round is not the same as a sixth round wide receiver or a sixth round
1: running. Back, I think right? if he was special, Depends. if he was special, he'd be a high pick. Yeah, I, I, and I wonder
3: are there what special makes one it. techniques. Yeah, yeah, and I think wasn't it, Vince Wilfork a first round yeah, pick? Yeah, and I think it, what it comes Rare. down to uh, special. Yeah, I mean, but that's really, really rare. It's it's your stamina at that at that size. It's I think it's the difference is the guys that can continue to do it over and over and not just need a break after every other play. You mean I think I think the really good ones are the ones that can because the 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 big fat sloppy guys like that they're going to clog the middle, Mm -hmm. but can they do it all the time? Yeah, and also provide a little bit more pass rush too. You know, so I, I think. There's a reason he fell to the sixth round. I mean, there, it's not like he. And, and I we well, I watched this tape. I mean, he was killing Vanderbilt's line. I didn't really see him pushing the Alabama, you know, guys back. I didn't see that. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it didn't happen. The
1: other, I think, an interesting point too. And Quinn said this after the draft, and base defense doesn't even matter anymore but like when they're in base it's going to be a th- more three, four. of a 3-4 look which is who else plays nose well uh, well also Brent Urban could play some 4 or 5 technique type of end as well right. like he's got the size to do so that's the versatility all along here is really interesting and I, but just when i'm thinking about a four man line like, I would rather Neville and Tristan be playing three technique. Osa, Osa seems like more of a three technique. Plus, you would imagine he'll, you know, I think he'll have a role too, but it'll probably take him some time to get adjusted. Neville didn't really do anything until halfway through the season last mm-hmm. year. So, in yeah. my brain, I'm like, I'm, if I could draw it up, I'm like Neville and Tristan rotating at the three with Urban, Bohana. Maybe if Watkins makes the team, throw him in there as well. That's yeah. just my thought. So, but I, but I think in the base, as you were saying, if it's if the three four is the base,
2: then my assumption is Bohan your nose because I don't know if they got another nose like that. Do they?
1: I, maybe Urban. But yeah, I I'm with you. I agree. So yeah,
2: there's
3: but, a lot of stuff that they can do with all these guys. if Bohanna's not ready to play. That won't be the base. You know what I mean? That won't <laughs> be the base. It'll be it'll, yeah, yeah. it'll be your guys that can stop the run. But it's not
2: that's that is a position that to me like not ready to play like is it really that hard to be in the, at the nose and say, don't let him move you? I mean, yeah. there are a lot of other positions where there's a lot more complexity okay. to it and getting ready for it and getting strong enough for it. I don't think strength and
3: size is a problem for him. Okay, right? You're, you're right about that. But if that was the case, why was Mark Stepnoski a really great, like, center it wasn't cuz he's big, it's because yeah, he, he knew the technique and knew how to move people around, you know. And I think the same could go on the flip side. Just because you're big, I mean they can move you. You know, you can move anybody by by pushing them in the waist. I mean, that's a fact.
2: That's mm-hmm. a fact. Who's that big nose tackle that's from Green fact. Bay from years ago uh, like? Gilbert Brown Gilbert, Gilbert Brown. Brown? BJ like, Raji? Who, who's going to cool. move him? They moved BJ, every You once could in move a
3: while.
2: him? I, I could move. If him.
3: you put Anybody can can be moved if you hit him in the waist.
1: You know what?
2: I'm True. just
3: that's a fact.
1: It. I'm just going to say this go for the record.
3: Go find the big. When Nate Newton comes in here tomorrow, push him. I'm in not the waist. trying it. <laughs> I'm saying that. I that think you're. Fact. Which right.
1: I he's he's one of my two or three favorite picks in this draft class. So yeah, I think too, too. I think your expectations for Quentin Bohana are a tad high.
2: Maybe and a again, tad high. I get that. I'm just a saying, little bit. The problem still becomes like who else? That's the whole reason. It's not because of him so much as much as it is. I don't think they got anybody else that has that body type. If you're if you're gonna say three four is our base, who else has the body type that can hold up at the at the nose?
1: I don't know, but I'm you just
2: cannot saying cannot get moved at the nose in three four. Like that is that is a critical position where they cannot
1: get pushed we, around. They're not gonna play three four. That's the You just gonna
2: say he said that's their base. And
1: then he said we're gonna play seventy percent of our snaps in nickel, which right. is a four man front. So the other thirty percent, what are we doing? I d I don't know, figure it out. Sign somebody else's roster cut when the roster gets cut down. Okay. I just I pick one ninety two. Yeah, you know, like I get it. Pick one ninety two. That's I all. get it. Which love the guy. I think he's going to be a good player too. But you get drafted where you get drafted for a reason too. Yeah.
2: I said that about Jay, Jay Ratliff too. All
1: right, let's move on to the uh, defensive cool. end position.
2: A tad high. <laughs> Four time <laughs> Pro <Jesus>. Bowler. <laughs>
3: A tad high. You just took it back. You showed him. You (laughs) took it back What 15 years. Like, ah, guys, Jay Ratwick. Every once in a while. The best seventh-round
1: draft pick in Cowboys
2: history,
3: probably. Every once in a while, if I had to guess. guess. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe.
2: Staubach. No, he was a fourth. Was he seventh-round? He was fourth, wasn't he?
3: I think Staubach was a seventh.
2: I'll trust you on that
3: one. I don't know. Maybe a tenth.
2: All right, let's talk about the defensive end position. They they drafted Chauncey Golston. He
1: was a third-round pick out of Iowa. Uh, at right, the defensive tenth. end they have I'm sorry he was a 10th round pick Roger Staubach oh all, all the way back Chauncey in 1964 10th <laughs> round pick wow okay so you just forgot the zero that's fine well, that was back when the NFL had baseball type drafts yeah. yeah but yeah hey, sorry go ahead. go ahead nobody cares
2: thanks yeah you kind of got us off
1: but um, okay Chauncey. so we've got the defensive end position you got DeMarcus Lawrence
2: you got Randy Gregory you got Dorrance Armstrong uh, Terrell, Terrell Basham uh, Bradley and Nye then you got the draft picks: Chauncey Golston Uh, and you have uh, Rondell Carter from last year as well. Um, Which veterans do you think are most at risk? Defensive end. And we probably ought to talk about Brent Urban, because I do think he factors into
1: that Mm. as well. That's a tough one, because like (laughs) right off the bat, Terrell Basham comes to mind, but they also signed him to a two-year deal. And the other guys that they got, they were one-year deals, right? Exactly. So you have to kind of, yeah. Well, if you're looking, I mean, again, it's a maybe they don't want to admit it but it's about more than just like who's playing against tampa bay like yeah. terrell basham's under contract for two years who the hell knows what's going to happen with randy gregory is he going to blow the hell up and you got to franchise him or sign because I, I believe he is finally at the end of his deal whatever it is at this point
3: didn't they give him an extension
1: i but i think they gave him an extension to get to this point i'm pretty sure
3: well i know this and, and i know this for other other reasons because of stuff that happens you know when you you're trying to get guys to do appearances and stuff I, he's not on his rookie year deal no that's <laughs> you no know? Yeah. they have so
1: many weird things have happened to Randy's contract but he's finally at the end of it how long has he been here he's 2015. since 2015 technically he's like the fourth longest tenured player on the team in terms of years that he's yeah. been here not
3: yep. games played but he's missed more games than he's played I think but, it's like sixty to forty.
1: He's gonna make really. Okay. He's gonna make two million dollars this year, and then he's finally able to hit free agency f- two or three years after he would have been able to originally. That'll be, that'll be interesting. So he's what, like late twenties?
3: You said franchise in, yeah. him. Yeah. What if he freaking has like thirteen sacks? <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying. I'm, not that that's well. That would Marcus be su- Lawrence ri- did it. That would be surprising. But I'm just saying franchising him. We know how what that price is. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we do. We also know how valuable it is when an edge rusher can I mean I'm just DeMarcus Lawrence did the same thing like
3: his career about Dave Dave will fight you on Bohanna being a sixth round pick that's going to do anything. It's like it's a little high, a little. High. But then he, are we? Are you? No, in guy six years. I, am and I playing fewer games? Am I taking actually,
1: absolute crazy pills right now? Or did Randy Gregory show up and take Alden Smith's job last year? No, you are.
2: You he are. You here, are taking crazy pills if you think he's going to hit thirteen sacks. Like I think Marcus Lawrence was a
1: disappointing player I mean, until twenty. was
0: also kind of banged up. I'm just he saying, was struggling like, with some injuries.
1: I'm just saying the guy is. Super-duper talented. Got it. Came on strong as hell last year. Got it. Is used to the NFL. Like, he's done this got before. It. All fine. Had the talent to be a top-ten pick. It yeah. was never his talent that put him there. Okay. First time having a real offseason and in a real year. And you got to give him 13 sacks. I'm saying you should at least think it's possible that he can do it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's possible. I mean, it's
3: possible I, that Bohanna cannot, will be your starter. I
1: cannot <laughs> believe we are comparing Quentin Bohanna to Randy Gregory right now. Demarcus Lawrence... What would be the,
3: what would be the biggest surprise if you said right now Bohanna will start in your 3-4 base defense and he'll start 6 or 7 games you know based off of where they play or Randy Gregory has 13 sacks and they have to franchise him
1: Bohanna's more likely because there's not that much talent on this defensive line but Which is what no no saying. no you're, you're you're insane you're absolutely crazy <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are we assuming he's gonna be on the field
1: the whole season? Der- Derek apparently. Oh, Randy? Yes. Yeah, I mean yeah, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. No, he's oh. gonna be on the field. I think I think <laughs> yeah. he is. I do think he You mean, know how many sacks Demarcus no. Lawrence had? You know how many sacks Demarcus Lawrence had before he posted his 14-and-a-half sack season that got him franchised for his career? Two do you point. know? Six. Nine. Tell me. Nine. 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 He had nine. He had done with all due respect to and injuries were part of it, but kind of jack squat by 34th overall pick standards. Randy's got ten and a half. And he had three and a half last year and he played in like eight games. But he's gonna jump from three and a half. I'm just saying. And let's just extrapolate seven to thirteen. So he's gonna double this year. I just I you're comparing a day three rookie to a fifth year NFL veteran who has shown the potential to do
3: this. No, I'm really That's not gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, really not trying I'm to gonna, Nick was making that comparison. No, I guess my meet, point uh, though is Go ahead. I'm gonna meet in the middle there. He might have 13.5 because he's going to be rushing off the edge because they got this new defensive tackle named Bohanna right down the middle who's hey. going to help him do that. So you know what? They're going to help each other.
1: I'm just saying, again, and going back to the point, like this team, this defensive end is a bizarrely underreported trouble spot for this team. Like, nobody, and probably because there weren't any good edge rushers in this draft, but like in most years, people would be like, let's get the best end we can. Like, we've we've got DeMarcus and then a bunch of stuff we're not sure about.
2: Yeah, but I think that's also because, like, like, at a lot of other positions, they didn't even have really bodies, let alone. Like, the defensive end position, it may not be where you want it to be, but you got guys you think are relatively competent. You think DeMarcus is competent. Yes. You think Randy, as you're saying, is very competent. I, right? So you at least got two starters at defensive end that you think are competent. You can't say that about a lot of other positions on the defense.
1: In all of these conversations, to bring it back again, like even Bohana, all of this is just a testament to how talent poor they've been on defense than anything, in Maybe. my opinion. That's fair. But, so... To get way back on the track, now that I know that y'all hate Randy Gregory,
2: um, <laughs> here we go.
1: <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Uh,
2: that's all somebody just heard out there, though. Yeah, we're gonna be forever painted as the that's guys that happens. hate Randy if you, Gregory. If you,
3: if you question somebody, you know, at all, that's right. like, well, you, he loves them and you hate him right? Simple,
2: and there's no in between,
0: but it's such a fair argument, like you know. Not to agree with Dave right now, it's, yeah. a, it's a very well, I fair that's argument. What, come
1: on, that's what we do. It's you and me against the olds. That's how this works. <laughs> the olds. I'm kidding. Like All, right, I'm, all of this is just times, with a grain of salt. But... Like I feel like we're going to get in a fight when we get off we of this did. show. Uh, this is I,
3: I, you know what, uh, Randy? Like I, I said on here like three years ago, he'll never play football for the Cowboys again. And he did. And I went up to him in the locker room and apologized straight to his face and told him, listen, I, I wasn't a believer. I'm proud of what you've been able to do and turn things around and all that. And he played four or five games, and then he got suspended again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I've stopped making the comments about him. You know what I mean? And I understand the rules are different. The things that he's that's kind of sl- slowed him down, the rules are different there, and it'll be easier for him. To play uh, more games, I think, but um, you never know. I mean, she makes a point. I mean, are we assuming that? Can you assume anything with him? You just can't. And I hope so, man. I hope so because he is a joy to talk to. He really is. We talked about Jordan Lewis, Randy Gregory. Randy's right up there. He is. He is. He's a really, really smart guy, and and I love talking to him. He's bring and inter, when we get to interview him, he he says some really cool things. So. Yeah. I, I'm. I, we're pulling for him. I think all of us. I, I speak for everyone. Everyone's pulling well, for him. the thing is, we
0: we have seen the talent that he has, and yes. we've seen him make it happen. So that obviously is not off the, the table either, what Dave is saying. You know he can get there. Mm-hmm. We just haven't seen it yet. So that's the one thing. It's and you're hoping he can. And
1: Contract years are funny things, man. Nobody saw Byron becoming an All-Pro either. That's I'm true. just saying.
3: You know, and, and I think sometimes – the Cowboys will show you what their confidence is with the position. They got Basham, okay. They didn't sign him for numbers that would that would unseat Randy Gregory. They didn't reach in the draft. Got to get a defensive end. Got to get a guy there early. And they got a third round, you know, who can be a tweener. So they they didn't they didn't go. We got to get one of those Miami rushers, you know. So they to me what they did and didn't do showed that. They've got some pretty good confidence in, in, in you know, leaning on him.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, Are, oh, I, 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 It'll be interesting, and the, the reason that I brought all of that up is just Basham gives you flexibility, I think, like – if something... If, what Randy's future is uncertain. Let's just say that. We don't have to put the 10 sacks or 13 sacks in there. But we don't know what the future holds for him. So it would be nice to have a placeholder who you know is under contract for the coming year. Uh, I think this is really interesting because, obviously, Bradley and I is he's the golden child of the fan base right now because he was a very popular draft pick people thought he got drafted a lot lower than he should have and we haven't really seen him so people are like bradley and i's you know coming for dorance armstrong's job and this that and the other but we know when i see it well we know dorance armstrong's really highly thought of here um and then they just spent a top 100 pick on an edge rusher and chauncey golston so like Bradley and I is a fifth round pick like he could ap- he has no job security and I know people don't want to hear that but that's going to make for an interesting position battle when they actually start playing in only his second year he's already kind of battling here for if you're drafted team, if yeah. like first through fourth round picks are the only guys that are safe as rookies in my experience and then even if you're not doing it in year two as a fourth rounder you're not you're safe going, yeah, so yeah.
2: All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We do still have to hit the offensive line, talk particularly about the offensive tackle position and what veterans we think may stick around. There's a lot of guys that are kind of clogging up behind those those main starters. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Since
0: 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
1: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Honey, big news. Gary,
3: are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to
0: Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers.
3: That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal?
0: Is it Jackie Flash?
1: Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros
2: use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Back to the break.
3: Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single-game tickets will go on sale tonight, Wednesday, May 12th, at 7 p.m. Central, following the release of the 2021 NFL schedule. Get your d- details on DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. That also follows our 15-minute
2: yeah. pre. No, yeah, it's no, not. No schedule release show. It is the actual schedule release. You yeah. guys will reveal the schedule at 645 here on our channels.
1: Yep. Yeah. Because there's
3: no Life? way. Live.
1: We, yes. We're not going to get just in a lot of trouble with the league for that. No, we don't so, care what the going, league oh, has okay. to say. We're right. going, <laughs> <okay>. going, <laughs> okay. <they're> going live <laughs> right. okay. at 645. Yeah, I've, already,
2: I've already told them they can just take a back Man, seat. And at 645. We'll talk was, to y'all at 7, but at 645, we got to give
3: our fans you know what they want. And the fans will not – know any of the games by yeah, the fans board. will be None like cool we've None had of all of this since 2 p.m. and hey, i will let me just also throw this
2: out there for for you guys that are listening tonight at 7 p.m. make sure you're on our social channels because we're gonna ro- we're gonna release a video uh that also releases the schedule but trust me you don't want to miss it just i'll just say you do not want to miss any this.
3: hints or anything
2: i'm not going to give any hints just Trust me, you do not want to miss this video. Yeah. This video is it's gonna make your day. Why so. should
0: we trust you?
2: We'll keep you posted to it. <laughs> and she says that with a dead serious look <laughs> on her face. Um, okay, so let's. We got one more position. We got to hit offensive tackle. Cowboys
1: draft uh, Josh Ball, fourth round. Thank you. Of out of
3: what? Nothing.
1: Nick was just Nick implied something and was and Chris said Chris said it was funny. He was craving Chris. approval. Oh okay.
3: I didn't crave improvement. Chris said. Th- Chris said that was funny. <laughs> he just I said, got
1: him today, boy. He's I'm just, sorry. I'm sorry. He's just rolling him out today.
2: All right. Josh Ball drafted in fourth round out of Marshall. Cowboys have currently Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, uh, Brandon Knight, Terrence Steele, who played a lot last year. Uh, so they come in this year with a lot more experience. Uh, uh, Ty Inseki. Inseki. Yeah, that's that's perfect. That works. And then obviously Josh Ball. Who are the vets here that are that are looking at possibly being out the door? Because it really gets interesting when you start thinking about Brandon Knight and 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 Terrence Steele because of the amount of experience. Have they gotten? Did they get better over last year to the point where maybe they could step up and be like even competition for Josh Ball to where Josh Ball becomes less important to this team? I what hope do you think?
3: so. I mean. That's why Terrence Steele was playing. You know, I mean, how many quarterbacks did he get hurt, and and how many game? I mean, how many games he affected games because, but they were trying, they were they were pot committed on him, like to try to get him out there and play.
2: I never heard that term, pot
3: committed. You don't play poker.
2: I don't. Sorry, I don't. Oh, that's a poker term. That makes
3: sense. I mean, once you just keep betting, yeah, you yeah. bet Now, yeah. you, now you got to see it all. You might as well yeah. just keep betting because you yeah. put it all out there. That's what they were doing with him, and I and I think so. I hope that he's better because I mean, he got a lot of for undrafted rookie last year. He got a lot of playing time, and I think he did get better. I mean, was I mean, he had low ceiling. I mean, low floor to start with, but he he got better. And so, did you
0: ever hear? I know you have had access to that side of the building and get to talk to certain people
3: tier two (laughs) put some air quotes on that access please i I was was over there okay
0: (laughs) but you get to run into certain people that most of us don't right now but did you ever get a sense whether it's scouts or a training anyone as to maybe why they were so stuck on keeping still in there
3: I, yeah, because, well, it, it came down to they didn't have any other options, and last year was so weird because you couldn't just bring guys in off the street. There wasn't a lot of guys. It took two weeks to get a guy in, tested, and all that. So you got to keep keep him going. And I think that he he showed signs. I mean, he's an athletic tackle. He's athletic, um, and he, he he you know he just keep he keeps fighting. He keep, he, he kept fighting. He wasn't he wasn't great, but but he was the best they had. And well. He wasn't the best they had. He was. He was He the had the most upside. They could have played, what was his name, Jordan?
1: Oh, Mills, Jordan yeah. Jordan Mills. Yeah. They could have
3: played Greg Sanat, had a little bit more. But they're not going to be here next year, and they they knew when, when it got to the point of the season where it's probably not going to go like we wanted to, let's just keep playing him. And so I think he did get – he got better. Yeah. I think I agree
1: with that perfectly. And, like, I got to say – I know he, I know he didn't have a great year but like I you know you get thrown in the fire like that I'm like well this should be in the third or fourth tackle should be great for you now if you had to be the second one and and some you know maybe the first one for so much of the year so that can only help I wonder if Brandon Knight's going to wind up at guard cuz if you think about it they drafted Ball who everybody says only slipped because of the domestic violence allegations so that's a talented guy, and Secky's been doing this for a long time. You still have Terrence Steele, so now it's like, well, I know we needed all of these tackles last year, but how many tackles do we need if everybody's healthy? And Brandon Knight has played guard here before. I believe he played guard at Indiana. So, and I know they drafted Matt Farniak in the seventh round, but like in terms of big-time additions, they didn't do a whole lot to the interior, so that's a possibility. Ty Nseki is probably the guy. Like, if Josh Ball is just the truth and you also have Terrence Steele, then maybe that's a veteran salary you can get rid of. Would you guys agree that Brandon Knight, kind of as the season wore on, he got a little worse and I think Terrence Steele got a little better? I think I would agree with that. Yeah. I'd have, I'd like to go back and watch, but that I feel like I remember thinking that like Knight was you and me both were like, can yeah. we get a look at Knight? And yeah. he played well for a while, and then by the end of the season, it seemed like it was catching up to him. I
3: I, I think guard would be a good spot for him. You know, I just I just feel like. I've said it many times. I, I think if you went to his closet, he's got a bunch of shirts, a black T-shirts that say he's "like staff" on the back. You know, just a <laughs> bouncer. I mean, he's just a brawler. I think. I think guard. I think is yeah. his spot. Um,
0: How many tackles are you keeping in the roster?
1: Four, right? I would like to keep four. Like some teams keep three, but with on this yeah, team, this yeah. Four.
0: And then there are some of these guys that. Are flexible that like can kind of you can kind of move them around. So how many of those flexible guys are you trying to kip, keep?
3: See that's the, that's the thing about that, Brandon. Knight. Yeah, that makes Brandon. Knight Brandon Knight could be you know yeah. he, you could keep four guards, four tackles, and you keep him, and then it's basically like having nine guys, but it's like having five and five. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would go heavy on offensive line for this team. Like some you know yeah. eight, you some teams will say you can get away with eight, and I think the Cowboys have done it before when yeah. you know like when Tyron was a lot healthier. If they wanted to keep ten, I wouldn't even. That's have a what problem. I'm
0: wondering. Like because of what happened last year, yeah. are, are they may be thinking of keeping more? Because you cannot trust anyone's health. I mean, we saw it last year; everyone was getting hurt and going in and out of the line. So, does that change? Maybe as to how many they do That's keep a, this
3: year. You know, I just thought of this. That question makes me think of another question that needs to be asked: What? What is the protocols this year? Like they need to figure that out too. Like, do you bring it? Can you bring a guy in on Monday and he plays Sunday? Because that could not happen last year. And mm-hmm. if and if that is if it is going to be a challenge to bring guys off the street and work them out, then I agree one hundred percent, one hundred and twenty percent. Like I, I agree even more that <laughs> that you need more more offensive linemen. Stack it up there because if not, you can't just be that's churning I mean, it.
1: I you have to keep that in mind it sucks like nobody wants to talk about covid anymore nobody ever wanted to talk about covid but it's true like it's it's all you know that it's a whole different world yeah. when you're like well if we bring this guy in today he might be able to get onto the field in 2 weeks as mm-hmm. opposed to the old school NFL style where you know, guy gets hurt on Sunday night and his replacements at practice working on Wednesday morning, you yeah. know, well, like the it whole just,
0: vaccination may change things.
1: hundred, I know. And we just we don't have answers about how OTAs are going to work in yeah. two weeks. So, you know, we're just going <laughs> to that's just going to take some patience to see how it all unfolds. Well, that actually brings up an interesting topic
2: before we do the show. Uh, rookie minicamp starts this weekend and they are still on the same protocols that they've been on throughout the season so nothing has really changed there from the standpoint of of access and that sort of thing but I will say this uh, and I will I want some feedback from you guys Um, what what do you think what do you expect to see this weekend and what are you looking to see obviously you know this is just kind of an acclamation for the rookies but what kind of stuff do you guys look at when you go out here to watch this rookie minicamp every year
0: the first thing I like to look at is their body. I know that sounds weird, but no. But no, work. Yeah, We, see, we see the measurements. We see how tall yeah. they are, how much they weigh. But it's very different when you see them on the field next to each other. So that's the one thing that has always attracted me as a first impression type of thing. Mm-hmm. The body type, the body build, how they look. Do they look like... The guy, the reference you always use, Nick, the the, the bus yeah. reference. Do they look like a guy you want coming off the bus first? So yeah. it, that's the main thing for me because again, it's not like we're gonna get a whole lot. We're we're not gonna learn a whole lot in this first mini camp. Mm-hmm. So. For sure, me would be that, just looking at how they physically look and fit on the field.
3: You're going to love the wide receivers then because all the rookie free agents, every one of them, reading Kyle Yeoman's uh, reports on these guys of the undrafted, uh, they're all red zone guys. We got six four, six five uh, former basketball players. That the Eagles that kind of came stuff. from Texas. He was right. a big guy. Eagles yeah, big guy. Vasher, um, the Mississippi State. What's his name? Uh, Osiris Mitchell. Yeah, I think yes. And then big, big the draft picks big too. <laughs> Semi
1: <Semi-fajoko's> 6'4". <laughs> six four. Yeah, right.
3: So I mean, and the same thing for the cornerbacks for the corners, if you want to go there. Yeah. So they they, they definitely That's... drafted. You know, for you know, big guys. I mean,
1: looking, I mean, looking like a redwood forest out there, just six two, six three, six four guys all over the place. You looking forward like, to getting back in the locker room, aren't you? Kelvin Joseph like, is Kelvin. <laughs> Kelvin Joseph is going to look tiny, and he's yeah. like six flat. So yeah.
3: he's the one I think you know we'll be looking at uh, too. And you can you can find you can see how fluid he is with his hips and how he turns and all that kind of stuff. And if he's got it, and I think you know he he's the one that he's i mean i think parson's is going to be what he is and and I, he's got to be a really good player for this for you know for the draft class to work but i think the wild card on it is 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 uh joseph and you know we'll see we'll see where he is i
1: think anticlimactics probably a good word i think they are only like it's only it's only going to be 25 guys and i saw today you know, there was a report that Danucci was going to be allowed, but he, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Well, he can't now, right? Like, yeah, that's, so, what like, that's what's interesting. So, you know, like I don't think they even have enough guys Let's to throw in the ball. That's my point. Yeah, the the, the report uh,
2: said something to the effect of they're they're going to try to go get some guys that they signed for workouts. You're going to get some
1: arm like yeah. bodies, but like I don't think, I don't think it would be a good idea. There you go. <laughs> I don't think it would be a good idea. You're be like, there anyway, you're doubt, tier two.
3: That's well, true. That. They actually have me on tape throwing the ball, and
0: they, they kicked him off the quarterback it. position on the flag football.
3: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. I don't know if that was exactly what happened, but what, that's
0: what I, I heard, okay, he you was were so mad they replaced. He was
3: on injured reserve. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, that did happen.
1: That's. I think. I think you're right. Just getting a look at, and hopefully, you know, and I know they will, but like, be careful with these guys. like, Micah Parsons didn't have a football season, so like, yeah. people love to talk about how out of shape you are just doing the draft process after a season because it's so much different well imagine that but you haven't played in a football game since January or December of 2018 right is that no 2019 I'm 19, sorry 19 um so yeah just ease these guys There's back another in.
0: thing how many of these guys
1: I think Micah's is the only opt-out is- if Who that's what you're going to ask, yeah,
0: yeah, because I was like, oh, okay, how is that going to affect like?
1: But he's very important. To what you want like? to say? So. Everybody else yes. played, but he's the most important one. So yeah. Yeah. let's ease him in. We don't need to. I don't need you doing anything crazy in your first time back on a field in a year and a half. All right, that's a wrap, guys. We will be back uh, next
2: week. Uh, Remember, tonight at 645 Central, uh, we will have uh, Nick, Dave, and Rob. They will be breaking down the Cowboys' 2021 schedule. They will reveal the schedule on that show immediately following. You can check out our social channels to see our reveal. cool video that we're going to show you guys tonight and then obviously check out NFL Network where they will be breaking down the entire NFL schedule for the 2021 season. Until then for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com Radio
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
2: about this Cowboys? Yeah!